Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about the business lessons that not having a fridge freezer for two weeks has taught me. Um, and you might be listening to this podcast episode thinking, how on earth has not having a fridge freezer, how on earth does not having a fridge freezer link in any way, shape or form to A, the inner work and B, business? I will tell you how not having a fridge freezer has massively taught me some lessons and helped me to reflect on things that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. So just to set the scene, I live in a house where I, the, when we moved in, the people who lived here before us installed a wine fridge. So just before I go any further, full disclosure, we do have a wine fridge, a tiny, tiny little wine fridge. Um, and that's what we've been living off over the last two weeks. The fridge freezer completely broke. I think it was, well, it doesn't matter, two weeks ago from today. It doesn't matter about the date. So in this podcast episode, or if you're over on Instagram, what I want to talk to you about is three things that not having a fridge freezer has massively taught me and how it relates to business. And what I believe that you're going to get from this podcast episode, if you do what I ask you to do in every single episode of the Inner Work Conversation, is I think you're going to be able to reflect all of these things back to you and think, okay, how does that apply to me? So what I'm going to do to help you um, discern about these three things and how they're showing up for you in business at the moment is I'm going to just tell you what they are and then I'm going to go into each one of them, hopefully in the safe in the knowledge that you, the listener on the other side of this microphone, are going to be listening back and thinking, okay, how does that apply to me? Same on Instagram if you're here live. So the three things that not, ha- yeah, the three things that not having a fridge for two weeks have taught me are resourcefulness, inner self-leadership, and self-advocacy. So let's get in. Uh, Not having a fridge freezer for two weeks, I live in a house with my husband and my 15-year-old son, who, by the way, I should have already mentioned this, is bulking. Um, I don't know if you've ever lived with someone who's bulking. He's banging into the gym and weightlifting and all of the things that keep his body and particularly mind healthy at such an important age where they're under a lot of pressure with school and all the rest of it. But never mind that. He's bulking at the moment. And what bulking requires is a lot of a lot of protein and a lot of fresh food. And when you've not got a fridge freezer for two weeks, that's a challenge. And so on my first point of resourcefulness, if you just said to me, and I know I've said this on the Inner Work Conversation, in previous episodes, particularly around like dealing with loss, dealing with business challenges. If you'd have said to me two weeks ago, right, for the next two weeks, you're not going to have a fridge freezer. I would have said to you, no chance. I'm not going to be able to figure that out. I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, I would have said, I won't like lots of words to the tune of, I won't be able to cope with that. And I imagine you might be the same. I imagine that if you, um, if I said to you, oh, you're not going to be with a fridge freezer for the next two weeks, you'd be like, absolutely no chance. And what I want to say to you is, first thing I want to say there is, think about all of the things, particularly in business, that your mind automatically discounts because you think that you're not going to be able to cope, because you think you're not going to be able to do it. Now, when something like this happens, and it happens to you. So you could in you could input any example here. You could input the example of um, being made redundant. You could 
input. Like these are things that happen to you. Uh, I'm thinking about experiences that I've had, like being running a business during lockdown with a dad who has severe dementia. Like if you'd have told me these are things that are going to happen, real things in your life, I'd have been like, absolutely fucking no way am I going to be able to handle those things. But when they happen to you, you have no choice. I've done an episode um, on the Inner Work Conversation. Something in my head is telling me it's number 56, but I'm not sure if that's right. But it's called Grit, Grace, Acceptance and Adversity or Grit, Grace, Adversity and Acceptance. That's what it's called. And I talk all about this in that episode. You tell someone they're about to go through something or they're go- something's going to happen to them. Or what if this happened to you? What if you were like first world problems? What if you were without a fridge for two weeks? They would say to you, oh God, no, 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 no way I'd be able to handle that. When it happens to you, you realize that you'll figure it out. You you realize your inner resourcefulness and you realize how capable you actually are at figuring out. And so the first point that I want to make in this episode is notice how in advance of something happening, your brain will convince you that what your limitations are and those limitations that your brain have, has convinced you of are probably not your limitations we, we have this negativity bias towards our own limitations simply to self-protect. And I've got a note here to say all the things that you can think that you can't do when something happens, you don't have a choice. And so what can we learn from that? Well, what I can learn from that is everything that I've ever been through in life, in business, I've, ne- I've never chosen it, any adversity, any challenge, any struggle. I've never really actively chosen it. But when I've met that challenge and you'll be the same, when you've met it, sure, like there's things that you look back on and think, oh, I could have handled that differently or I could have supported myself better there or I could have been better and shown up better for them or whatever it is. But ultimately, here you are watching this Instagram live or listening to this podcast episode. So what that tells me is you got through that. And the lesson here is, why are we only allowing ourselves to discover our inner resourcefulness when it happens to us? Why aren't we? trying to discover our inner resourcefulness by making things happen. And so that's the first point. And a little side note on this before I move into the next point. Over the last two weeks, I it's become a game. Not having a fridge freezer over the last two weeks has become a game. It's become a, a chat. When I could get my, my head over the fact of, okay, so the company who the fridge freezer is um, with or whatever, think that it's acceptable to leave a customer waiting for up to 14 days. That's what they've told me. So I have to accept that. And I don't have a choice about the situation. And therefore, it's become a game. It's become a game game of how do I spend less? How do I do less? Because in a tiny, tiny, tiny fridge with no freezer, what you have to learn to do is you have to learn, you don't want to be in the shops every day. And also you don't want to be spending insane amounts of money just to keep your family fed and your kids who's bulking fed. So what you end up doing is turning it into a game and isn't it the same or can it not be the same in business? When we come up against adversity or a challenge and we get through that, what's it called? The change curve, Google that. I'll I'll say I'd link it in the show notes, but I'm not going to, I'll forget because I'm live on Instagram. It's, it's that, hang on a minute. So if I have to accept this, and if this is my reality, this is what I'm dealing with right now, 
then how can I make this into a challenge that I am actually thriving in? And I've just got a um, a comment in the chat on Instagram Live here that says, it's like being in a job and thinking, oh, I wish I would be made redundant because that would push me into doing the thing I really want to do. You only do it when you're forced to. And that's the point. Thank you for that contribution. That is exactly the point. The point here is, Think of, I've got a workshop coming up on the 18th of October. So if you're listening to this episode before then, or if you're watching this live on uh, Instagram before then, I massively encourage you to join that workshop. If that is the space that you're in and you're thinking, why can I not get out of my own way? What you're going to learn in this um, workshop is you're going to learn the actual reasons. And some of those reasons might be very, very real. There's a very, very real reason why I didn't want my fridge to break for th- for two weeks. There will be a very, very real reason for the person who's commented on Instagram. There'll be a very, very real reason why you don't feel secure in being able to just quit your job and do the thing that you want to do. There will be really valid reasons for that paired with inner reasons why you believe, your limitations believe that you can't. So if I was to put examples on those things, one of those reasons might be your financial obligations, mean that there are very fucking real reasons why you can't just up and quit your job, but there will be inner limitations of what you think that you're capable and not capable of, and they are the things to be challenged. Anyway, moving on. Otherwise, this episode's going to be more than half an hour long, and that's not what I've got capacity for today. The second thing that not having a fridge freezer has taught me for the last two weeks is inner self-leadership. I cannot tell you how easy it would have been to sit and bitch and moan and tell stories and uh, relive the fucking countless amounts of phone calls that I've had to be on with a, a significant clear language barrier. So that makes the the life even, the challenge even more difficult. I cannot tell you how easy it would have been. And by the way, I'm hormonal. I cannot tell you how easy it would have been for me to sit and tell stories. Oh my God, you won't believe what's happened today. Oh my God, you won't believe what they said today. And they promised this, but the email hasn't come through. And it's so easy in these scenarios to sit and storytell and bitch and moan. And what we have to do, and, and, Furthermore, other people want to do that. Other people, and it's not because, it's it's not for any other reason than what they're trying to do is connect with you in your, in, in the space that you're in. It's a loving thing. It's like, oh my God, how are you getting on with that? Oh, that's awful. Tell me more. Oh shit, how did that go? What they're trying to do is connect with you and give you the space and the freedom to tell the story of how fucking shit this is. But you, in these situations where something's happened to you and you have to find your inner resourcefulness and you have to find your inner self-leadership, what do I mean by that? It's in these situations where you have to go, is it helpful to me to sit and bitch and moan and tell these stories and like relive the whole thing over and over and over again? Or is it the most helpful thing for me to go, do you know what? I've lived that. I'm not going to sit here and retell it and retell it and retell it. And oh my God, you won't believe what's happened next because it's actually not helpful for me. It's not helpful for me in my inner world. It's not helpful for my business. It's not helpful for, it's not conducive to me spending time in an empowered state. It's not. So am I going to choose to do it? Self-leadership. That's really hard. If I flip this into how it translates into business, 
I think about the amount of people that say to me, oh, there's another recession coming, you know, oh, you know, um, aren't you worried that work will just dry up? Oh, no one's buying at the moment though. No one's buying. Oh, it's summertime. So no one's buying. Oh, it's Christmas time. So no one's buying. Are you worried about that? Do you worry about that? I think about the amount of conversations that I have with people where I have to recognize what my inner self-leadership is all about. And what inner self-leadership, I I almost want to say it's your sovereignty. It's your inner guidance and your inner governance over your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs. And I've got a note here that says it's easy. It's easy to listen to the echo chamber and get lost in the noise. But is it helpful? Is it helpful to you? Is it helpful to your business? And what do you really think? Like, if you strip away maybe your habitual tendencies to bitch and moan and feel bad for yourself. I've got a note here that says, allowing yourself to be a victim without being victimized. Yes, I am a victim of not having a fridge freezer for two weeks. Does that mean though, that I'm going to allow myself to be victimized? What do I mean? What I mean by that is, oh my God, like it's already impacting my physical world. It's causing me emotional stress. It's actually taking its toll because I'm having to nip to Aldi every two minutes. Am I going to allow myself to be victimized by that being the only thing that I talk about, the only way that I connect with others? I noticed myself at the checkout and the girl said to me, you're in here a lot more often. And I noticed myself slipping into, oh my God, I know. Yeah. Like, oh, my fridge freezer's broken. Isn't it awful? They're just, they said it's okay to wait two weeks. And she was like, oh my God, that is awful. Oh, that happened to my auntie. And did it. And automatically what happens in that situation is me and her, we gained a connection. But when I walked away, I thought, that connection was based on bitching and moaning. Do I want that? Do I want my interactions to exasperate my situation? Fuck no, I don't. And I felt the same when my dad, when I was caring for my dad, when he had dementia. No, I didn't feel like I wanted to do that. No, I didn't feel like I wanted to make my whole personality and my whole, every single conversation about this challenge and this adversity that I was going through. So that's where your inner self-leadership has to come into play. You have to look at the situation and go, yeah, okay, fine. This is happening to me. Did I choose it? Absolutely not. Am I in an echo chamber where everyone else is saying the same shit? Yes, I am. But is it help? Number one, is it helpful to me and my business? No. Number two, is it what I really think? Just because other people are saying the same things, like I mentioned earlier, you can flip this to business and go, everyone is saying that no one's buying at the moment. Everyone is saying that there's going to be another recession or another lockdown or whatever it is. Do I think that? And if I do, is it helpful for me to pour my energy and attention and focus there? And while I'm pouring my energy and attention and focus there, where isn't my energy and focus and energy being poured into? Right? Um, okay. Last point. Last thing that I have, um, learned from and gained from not having a fridge freezer for the last two weeks. Every time I say it, I think, oh my fucking God, I haven't had a fridge freezer for the last two weeks. That sounds nuts. Is self-advocacy. I, this is like the foundation of the work that I do with my own clients. Self-advocacy. Knowing what you want, and actively advocating for it. I can tell you that when a one-to-one client signs up with me, okay, so hang on, before I go into that, it's clear in this example that (laughs) the thing that I want is a working fridge freezer. (laughs) 
and I have to actively advocate for myself. I I acknowledge and recognize while these people on the phone are so polite and lovely and they're like, oh, we appreciate your frustration so much. They're not active. As soon as we hang up the phone, they're gone. They've moved on with their day. They've on, they're on to the next call. Rightly so, that's their job. But I have to think about what my what is important to me in my world. And I have to think about what is urgent to me in my world. And I have to actively advocate for that. How does that translate to business? How that translates to business is there are going to be millions of other priorities that seem urgent and important. And for any of you in the Thrive First Method, what I'm about to say, you'll be like, yep, wave the flag because we all know that every single time you come and we zoom out every single month, what that is doing is you identifying what you want and being, therefore, after you've identified it, being able to actively advocate for it because no one else is going to do that shit for you. And the reason what I was going to say before, and I'm coming back to the point, when every time a new one-to-one client signs up with me and we spend a, a good chunk of energy together mutually co-creating what is it that you fucking want like what is it in business what you want to experience in your inner world not just in business not just like pounds and pence but what type of work do you want to be doing and not how do you want to be working what kinds of relationships do you want to have what does that actually look like from that point we can then go well what's holding us back from that but without first identifying what it is that you want. It's the same with the workshop that's coming up on the 18th of October. You can only get out of your own way when you know what you want in the first place. That's the point. (laughs) And the majority of us, we really struggle to identify what it is that we want. We really struggle with it for so many reasons. It could be because conditioning, what you have learned is the right way to behave, has taught you not to want don't want too much. You get what you get and you don't get upset. Actually, just be grateful for what you've got. Um, You know, if you own your own business and you're doing work that you love, you can't expect to be really well paid for it too. Don't be too selective. That's just greedy. And actually it's a little bit, um, it's unfair on people. Um, No, it's not okay to like really highlight what you want because what you want isn't normal. So a lot of my clients, they'll say to me when we go down the whole exercise, because it's a whole thing, it's not just me going, what do you want? (laughs) It's a whole thing. And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. And when we sit with that in conversation and when I coach them through that not knowing, they know. I even, yesterday I was on a dog walk and I was voice noting one of my current one-to-one clients and they were like, and I want this and I want it to be this and I want to be able to co-create with my clients in this way and to be able to do that, they need to be like this. And I'm like, oh, and you don't know what you want, really, because you do. And sometimes we can't admit what we want because we've convinced ourselves that we're not going to be able to have it. So it's safer, in inverted commas, to not admit what we want because... That means if I don't look at it, it doesn't hurt me that I don't have it. And it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna, it doesn't mean that I I have to actively pursue it. This is the point, self-advocacy, self-advocating for what you want. If you don't look at what you want, if you don't identify what you want, you don't have to advocate for it. And if you don't advocate for it, you can resign yourself to, well, I didn't get what I wanted, but it's okay because I didn't really try because that hurts less. That hurts less. When you don't try, there's no rejection. When you don't try, there's no failure. 
when you do and the the greatest thing about watching people when they begin to know what they want is they recognize the tiny tiny compounding efforts where they fuck up oh right okay I've learned from that now okay I can do that differently now all of those things they don't just make an impact in business they make an impact in who you are how tolerant you are to be able to contain what failure feels like how able you are to navigate from rejection to failure to rejection to without it being some sort of crisis in your inner world without thinking well that's great now i'm going to be homeless and everyone's going to hate me like that is what self advocacy will do for you and that is what having two weeks of no fridge freezer has taught me about self advocacy yeah i want a fridge freezer like i'm really desperate if anyone's I'm joking. I was going to say, if anyone's got a fridge freezer, no, it's being sorted. I'm told. I'm going to ring them after this, after I've recorded this episode. But it's really taught me to advocate for myself. And it's really shown me that it's it's not personal. When I'm in contact with these companies and they're like, yeah, 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 we'll get on it for you. And then they hang up the phone and they move on. And then I ring back and I have to explain the whole thing again. It's not personal. It's not like an attack on me. And that makes me powerful in being able to advocate for myself. A note that someone's written on the Instagram live here is they've said, during one of the worst times of my life, instead of this happened to me, it was better to think this has happened for me. And I suppose that's where I'm going to wrap the episode up. What a lovely point. When shit happens in life and in business, and if that shit happening is because you didn't have a choice, because actually, fuck, this has happened to me. I've had no fridge freezer for two weeks. Translate that to business. Oh my God, I got made redundant. Oh my God, I lost that big contract. Whatever that is for you. If something has happened to you, what can you gain from that? How can you use your, I'll summarize the three points. If you just joined the Instagram live, this is going to be a podcast episode on the inner work conversation. I release it today. When something happens to you in life or in business, particularly in business, because I always try and use my experiences to reflect back into business because I run my own business. There is no one. Here I am in my office, my cat's behind me. She's not got anything pleasant to say. There is no one going, hey, Nikki, what, you know, go on, you can do this. Or actually, are you thinking big enough there? Or actually, you fuck that up. But if you just get over yourself for a minute and learn from it, there's no one who does that when you run your own business. No one. So therefore, tap into your inner resourcefulness. When shit happens, you don't get the choice. You have to say, how do I figure this out? Tap into your self-leadership. Don't get caught up in the echo chamber of what everyone else is saying. Oh, well, you know, recession's around the corner or there's going to be another lockdown. Well, aren't you a little bit concerned that no one's buying at the moment? Is this helpful to me? And do is this what I think? Or am I just hearing all of the noise around me? And lastly, self-advocacy active self-advocacy. What does that look like? Identifying what you want and cheering, like not just cheering yourself on for it, but actively advocating for it, knowing what you want and actively advocating for it, which means and looks like making it important, making it urgent, making sure that your efforts and your focus, and your energy and your attention is going into what do I want? It is so easy in business, so easy to get so caught up in where aren't I enough? What needs to be tweaked and fixed and perfected in order to make this better? And it's so much more like 
what you've just said there in the um in the chat box. Thank you, Claire. During the worst times when stuff happens to you and you're like, fuck, how am I gonna get through this? Is it is it empowering to be like, oh my God, this has happened to me? Or is it more empowering to say, how has this happened for me? How can I how can I invoke my inner resourcefulness? How can I invoke my self-leadership? How can I invoke my self-advocacy and get what get what I want from this situation, not just the actual results, but also the inexpe- the the inner the experience in my inner world. How can you make those things happen for yourself? So if you've only just joined on Instagram Live, um, this is gonna be a podcast episode on the inner work conversation. And if you are listening on the Inner Work Conversation, I hope that this has served you. I hope that you hearing about my two weeks with no fridge freezer (laughs) with a kid, with a 15-year-old who's bulking. (laughs) I hope it served you, but I hope even more so that any things that you've picked up on, particularly, by the way, the things where you want to not look at. If I've said anything in this episode where you're like, oh, shit. Yep, she's just touched on something that I've been storing in a box that has got written on the box. I'll get round to that when, I've, when I'm brave or I'll get round to that when I've got courage or I'll get round to that thought when I've got discipline. Open the box up and why don't you email me and say, Nick, in your episode today, it actually brought this up, this thing that I'm hiding from, this thing that I'm not doing in business because I like I said earlier, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle it or I don't know where to start or I don't really know what I want, but I know that I want it. Why don't you email me and let that be your accountability? Even if I never email you back, let's say your email goes into my junk box, just the very action. People say this when they get on inquiry calls with me. Even if we never work together, the very action of you stepping forward and advocating for yourself and saying, do you know what? Enough's enough. This is what I want for myself. That is sometimes all that it takes. That is sometimes the the domino that is flicked that knocks all the other ones down. So on the Unaware conversation, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.